The Bible Study Podcast, episode 664. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 20. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 20, and this is going to sound a little familiar. Abraham and Abimelech. Now Abraham moved on from there into the region of the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while he stayed in Gerar, and there Abraham said of his wife Sarah, She is my sister. Then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her, so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me, She is my sister? And didn't she also say, He is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all who belong to you will die." Early the next morning, Abimelech summoned all his officials, and when he told them all that had happened, they were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said, What have you done to us? How have I wronged you that you have brought such great guilt upon me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should never be done. And Abimelech asked Abraham what was the reason for doing this. Abraham replied, I said to myself, There is surely no fear of God in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though not of my mother. And she became my wife. And when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, This is how you can show your love to me everywhere we go, say of me, he is my brother." Then Abimelech brought sheep and cattle and male and female slaves and gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, My land is before you. Live wherever you like. To Sarah he said, I am giving your brother a thousand shekels of silver. This is to cover the offense against you before all who are with you. You are completely vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech his wife, and his female slaves, so they could have children again. For the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. This is an odd story. And the reason this is an odd story is that this is the second time this has happened, second or third even, in the book of Genesis. And it never turns out well. And so we wonder why Abraham and Sarah keep doing this. But let's look first at what happened, and then let's go back to the why. So again, they're traveling. This time, they go down to the Negev, down to the southern part of what is now Israel. And so they're probably looking for more pasture land for their sheep. If you're a nomadic sheep herder, for instance, which Abraham is at this point with flocks and people and large herds, then you need to keep moving because sheep are stupid, and sheep will eat the pasture lands right down and destroy them, and so you have to keep them moving from one place to another, and it 
they're ranging over a fairly wide region at this point. And we don't know exactly why they left. It could be that it's because of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which just happened in this story, that they go down here because fire and brimstone are not particularly good for sheep herding lands. But we they go down here to the Negev, and they again do this thing with, well, you just say you're my sister. And apparently they are half-brothers and sisters, which I had forgotten until we get to that part of the story. And so Abimelech is about to sleep with Sarah, and he gets this dream that says, don't do that because she's married. And he said, I didn't know it. He said, I know you didn't know it. (laughs) That's why I'm telling you and keeping you from sinning against me. And so they go back. They say, Abraham, why did you you do this to me? And we'll get into that. And then he gives them all of these gifts, and Abraham prays for them, and they are healed because they can't conceive children, and all these things have happened to them because of the actions of Abraham and Sarah. Again, a weird, weird story. So let's think a little bit about why this is happening. One of the things that we can see that keeps coming into the narrative of Abraham and Sarah is fear. And it's interesting because we think of Abraham and Sarah as faithful to God, and we think of them as you know God-fearing, and Abraham right here is called a prophet. And so fear seems like an odd thing to keep coming up. But the reason why they give, why they keep doing this, is not so that people give them a lot of gold and silver and, and slaves and sheep and things, but because they're afraid. They're afraid that Abraham is going to be killed and Sarah is going to be taken away from him anyway, which is interesting because how old is Sarah now? Uh, Sarah is a particularly attractive woman that she is, even here in the age where she's well past childbearing years, she's being attracted to kings in Egypt and Abimelech down here. and, And so that is interesting. But also, why is it that they have this fear? And this is not unrelated to, you know, in the couple chapters ago, these strangers come to Sodom and Gomorrah and they're nearly gang-raped by the town. So we're not in a society where there is safety for travelers. They're living in a society where there is constantly this fear, if I go to a new place, I will be in danger. And that can drive you to do things that are not, I think, the right choice. I think Abraham and Sarah did not make the right choice here. And God sort of saves them out of that. But it's interesting to me to look at that this week as we're looking at a week when I'm recording this, where the last couple weeks have been weeks of unrest and weeks of anger and demonstrations because of uh, the death of George Floyd in the U.S. And, and of course, months and months of time when we've been dealing with a pandemic. For those of you who are listening to this in real time, you know that. For those of you who are listening to this later on, that's when this is recorded here in June of 2020 where there is a constant state of fear in both situations. One case is this fear over the course of months of what 
do I do? And when I come into a contact with a stranger, even in the grocery store, I am less friendly and more afraid uh, that now the very person who I'm saying hello to in the grocery store might be the source of a virus that can kill me. And obviously the decades and years of fear that the communities of color, especially the black community, has lived through, especially the uh, the troubled situation between that community and the police in so many places, where there is fear, where literally mothers have to sit down children, especially young men, at some time and say, you need to know that there's a chance that you will encounter the police and you will die, and you need to behave very differently, and be, behave very differently than I would in that situation. And fear is a difficult thing to live with over a long periods of time, months or years or decades. But I think that's what's influencing the behavior here of Abraham and Sarah, why they keep going back to this behavior is they're they're having to travel because they need to move the herds or because they're called to a different place or because they don't know where God wants them. But they're every place they go they live in fear. And I don't think that's the right thing for a prophet of God. And I think that will change over time in Abraham's life it is but but he's not powerful yet. And the lack of power is one of the things that causes us to fear. When people have power over us and we think they may be at best indifferent to our safety, that is a terrible way to live. I think that's where Abraham and Sarah are yet. I think that's where the Jewish nation will be maybe for generations still at this point. Maybe they are today, too, if you go to the land of Israel surrounded by people who have sometimes been enemies. But I don't think God calls us to live in fear. One, because he is there to protect us, but also we are called to be with those who are in fear. We are called to stand alongside of those who have reason to fear. And when we think of the calls in the Old Testament, especially from the prophets, especially, to be with the widow and the orphan and the stranger, we're we're talking about calls that are to be with those who are powerless, to be with those who have reason to fear, because people may not care about what happens to them. And we are continuously called to be with those without power, to be with those who need people to stand with them. I think that was true in Abraham's day, and I think it is still true today. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth. 
as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.